It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hey everyone, it's Kathy Alessandra, the Yes I Can Coach, and I am back with another episode of Yes I Can Living. I'm super excited to be sharing the story of Jen Cox and Mama Osa today. But before we dive down that uh, path and learn all about her, I just want to remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to the magazine, be sure to hop over there and do it. If you go to yesicanliving.com, you can get a subscription so that you can get the weekly email newsletter. So you see all the articles, all kinds of business things, life, love, health, wealth, all the topics. Um, and in later in 2022, we will have another print publication coming out. So if you want to be sure to receive that, you definitely need to subscribe today. So without further ado, let's get on with our interview for today and learn about Jen Cox and Mama Osa. So she is a tie-dye ninja and a denim wash specialist. Who knew there was such a thing? I didn't. I've learned a lot getting to know her. She has spent her career designing as a wash specialist for Abercrombie & Fitch, Massimo Supply at Target, and the private label denim and clothing industry for the past 20 years. She's traveled the world as a denim wash specialist, designing jeans of all kinds with tie-dye products you see in stores. Now, she is a single mom, a Latina-owned small business owner, and community builder. She started, uh, decided to start Mama Osa as a passion project at the end of 2019, when she was still employed at her last company as a way to give back to homeless youth and foster families. She transitioned to Mama Osa as her full-time focus in January of 2020, due to being laid off from losing her long time to career. Now, many of us have had to pivot, but what have we pivoted to? And this is a great story. So creating her passion project into her new full-time business, and it is a full-time business. Jen donates socks and a percentage of every sale to the Covenant House in Hollywood that offers a safe haven and opportunity for homeless youth and to have a second chance at life. Along with Olive Crest that focuses on foster families transforming the lives of at-risk children, through the healing power of a family. Now, Jen constantly listens to where the opportunity takes her. Kicking off this past year, leading virtual event companies to break up their corporate Zoom day with virtual tie-dye parties. She now leads virtual tie-dye parties all over the world, including birthday parties and events and white label corporate sponsored events, so much fun. She brings creative experiences and memories through her community interactive events. She also just launched a new venture, yes, an entrepreneurial, um, yeah, at heart, right? <laughs> Releasing a luxury lifestyle brand um, called Mama Coxie & Co., where she's created her signature scent of bespoke candles and luxury tie-dyed caftans, uh, kimonos, and mini dresses from Bali. So her focus is always building multiple streams of income, which we all need to take a lesson from, um, and supporting, um, you know, other female entrepreneurs. So Jen, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you being here and um, sharing your story with us. Thanks so much for having me, Kathy. I, I love that you wanted to hear about it. So it's Absolutely. always, kind of, you know, nice yeah. to hear about it. Right? Yeah. Well, I think it's important for other women entrepreneurs to hear the journey 
of other successful women entrepreneurs, you know, the highs, the lows, the celebrations, the trials, right? I mean, all of that. And, um, you know, we haven't known each other long, but, um, but certainly through the pandemic and some of the pivot and what you've, what you've transitioned to. So yeah. tell us a little bit about why you even, you know, you said, you mentioned that it was to support, um, you know, some various personal, um, you know, things that you wanted to do. But when you actually started at the end of 2019, what was the main reason that you really started the company? So I know I mentioned that my, my give back was a really big portion of it. But I think when I really think about my life, I think the biggest draw was to really be more present for my kids to be at home and to have a business that I could work around. And now I didn't know that I was going to get laid off, but I felt like maybe there was this bigger something that needed to happen so that I could be more available to my kids. So I think just in the back of my head, that was my inner desire was to be a career woman out of my house. I had an amazing job. So don't get me wrong. was so grateful for that. But I just felt like there was something else, you know, kind of working inside of me. And so that was really the launch. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start this project. I had built the website. And if the website, the foundation was not in place when I got laid off, I feel like things could have been a little bit, you know, different of a course for me because the foundation was already there. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I put that into place before things really got, you know, moving. Right. How, how interesting that um, the idea or the concept of it even came to you to start before things got a little crazy in 20. Yeah. I mean, who would have guessed where we would be here at the, almost the beginning of 2022, right? right. And um, the craziness. So, um, so absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, I know, you know, making a change like that. And then of course, during the last couple of years and some different shifts and stuff, what have been some of your biggest challenges kind of stepping into that full time? Actually, let me back up one question. What are the ages of your kids? Um, I have a nine-year-old and a soon to be 12-year-old. Okay. So, okay. Guys. Yeah. So being at home, being a single mom. So tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced um, during this transition or, you know, kind of launching into this full time. Um, and how did you overcome those? Wow, that's a really loaded question, right? Because, I, <laughs> and I'll be, I'm going to be really honest because I think that that's important is that you know, I, I went from making this very healthy salary, having help at home because I traveled. I was on a plane, you know, sometimes twice a month. I was in China four or five times a year. Um, I have a really strong support system. My parents um, live next door. My mom best passed away, but my, my dad lives next door. I had a, a nanny who would come and help um, a few times a week. And so we had, a, I have a really good support system. So changing that over to, all right, what is this new life gonna look like? And really like, is my budget in place? Are those things gonna happen? That was like a very big challenge for me because going from like a career woman where, you know, your, your, your strategy and your, and your business is at work and then your home life, you have, you know, basically someone like attending to the things that you need to do in order to run your home. So that shift was, first of all, a huge shift for me as a, as a mom, as an entrepreneur. And then honestly, when I got laid off, it was a time for me to really reflect, you know, like, what is it that I really want to do? Is this something viable? Is it something that I can actually sink my teeth into and drive a business with? And I'll tell you, I wasn't sure at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. Um, our launch party, I started with socks and tees. 
with a very simple concept of like, I just want to be able to give back. You know, that was really the start on top of like being a mom and working at home. And what ended up happening was that we did this launch party, but we had a hook. So the marketing was come and tie dye with us because that's like my nature, right? I'm all, I know you said you're like, this doesn't even exist, but people would send me all over the world to wash their denim, to, to design and wash their denim. And I would spend days and there's a thing called a wash house, which is like huge football fields full of like washing oh facilities, dryers, um, you know, hand sanders, all these things that we create denim with. And then I love denim and I haven't touched it since I, I got laid off from my old job. And now tie dye, because when you're a wash specialist, you just create, you create washes, you create tie dye, you create denim. And so I've just been kind of working in my, you know, when they say work in your genius, it's just what it is, who I am as a designer. And then the business strategy of what I do, you know, I have surrounded myself with thankfully women like yourself and other really extraordinary women who inspire me every day and who I think is great. Like I have to keep on feeding myself with goodness because I know that I don't know it all, but I'm, I'm always so motivated to see other women and their successes and then how I can help them or, you know, how we can kind of vibe off of one another for our businesses. So that was probably the biggest challenge. And then the next biggest I would say challenge of switching from like full-time professional woman to stay-at-home mom entrepreneur was just how was I gonna how was I gonna fund this how was it gonna how was how was I gonna make money you know how is that actually gonna happen and you know it was a one moment of going from hey come and tie-dye with me and we want you at our events we want this and then the lockdown happening with COVID and I was like I have invested money into all of this. <laughs> and what am I going to do? Like I'm surrounded by all these tie-dye supplies and, and my, my calendar is clear. Mm -hmm. So it was, and I'll tell you, it was this one moment and I'm not afraid to say it was fear-based and panic. I cried. I got like 15 minutes of ugly, ugly crying. And I looked down and I looked around and I saw this box that the kids got. It was like a cooking kit or something. And I was like, huh. And so I started folding and playing with all the stuff that I'd already sourced because I had done the research. I, it was already there, but I looked around and I was like, what do kids love? They love slap bracelets. They love colorful things. They love um, hair ties, like all the stuff that we were planning on doing for giveaways to like people to engage. And I just put it in a little kit. I took a picture. It was not pretty. And I still have that picture to remind me. I put it up on my website, one, two, three, and they just started selling. Wow. And so, you know, not so much later, um, I just called everybody and I used to say Rolodex, but now we, you know, everybody in my phone book, because that is really your strongest tool, right? It's the people, you know, and the people that know you and they want to see you succeed. So I called and called and called and so many people said, oh, you know, maybe I can help. Maybe I can help this, whatever. But at the end of the day, it was one person who put me in touch with another person that, you know, took my kits to market and it just, it just ended up happening, but it was a lot of hard work and diligence and not, not being discouraged when one person didn't follow through, you know, or another person, like five people didn't follow through because I always tell myself if I was, if I was 10 no's away from my first, yes, yes, I can. Like I can get that. I can get that. I can get that. Yes. You know, and that's what it, that's what it took. It just took diligence. Like, okay, that wasn't the right person in my story to, to be where I'm at today.
Right, right. Wow. I love that. I mean, I, I love the fact that you, I mean, you stepped in, right? Even though it wasn't perfect, even though there was the ugly cry that went along with it and just a picture on your photo, right? Yeah. You took the first step forward in putting it out. You know, sometimes good is good enough. And I think so many women hold back for that perfection thing, right? They're afraid to launch that product. They're afraid to put themselves out there. And when you did look at what happened, people started, not everybody ended up, um, you know, following through, but people showed up yeah. to help put it on the, on the map. For sure. I mean, there was, there was so many instances where, you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure how we were going to accomplish it or what I was going to do. Or, you know, another challenge was when Nordstrom decided the kit that I first launched has evolved now. And now it's this beautiful box. It's handcrafted, but designed by me, but manufactured and produced overseas. We still make custom kits here in America, but we, you know, we have the um, stock that was produced overseas because of the margins. And just as a business person, you have to figure out how to make money and make um, your margins work. So mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? So, oh, so we were doing these, you know, <laughs> this, this um, setup and I come from the front of the house design. I mean, I'm conceptual. I'm in sales. I, have um you know I'm, I'm on the design side not that i thought that i took it for granted or ever you know really didn't i just didn't know what it took to do the edi shipping tracking uh you know all the stuff that goes into selling retail and product and so when you're the owner of your own very small show i'm not going to say one man show one woman show because i do have a lot of people who help me um but I was doing the EDI for the first time. I was doing the drop shipping. I had to go in and set up all these things that I was like, if there was a point in time when I could doubt myself, that was it. Cause it's not about the product, not about the design. I love that part. That is like what makes me tick. It was all the other stuff that I didn't know. I was biting off, you know, there were so many times I was like, am I biting off more than I can chew? There were again, some peers because homeschooling kids in the middle of COVID, I lost I lost our caregiver for reasons of, you know, there was too much risk in, with COVID and then also budget, you know, I had to make, I had to make the change. And that's, you know, that was a whole other, whole other Oprah, as I say, like a whole other <laughs> thing that I have to, you know, go into, but we did it. You know, the boys were, were homeschooling and I'm like, and you're doing this business. There was, there was a resolute, you know, like, this is what I am doing and you have to figure it out. Like, you know, so right. I did and got through it. And then I felt like I wanted to celebrate. I was like, do you guys even know, I just got that printer to work and it works with that. And I mean, <laughs> it was like so big, you know, those are the, those are the, the things that people are like, so did you have a good day? I'm all, you don't even know how good this day is. It's celebrating the little things, right? It's not always the big things at the end of the month or end of the year. It's a daily little thing, especially when we're, you know, in launch mode and going through things and, and, uh, getting started and moving forward. I know, forward. and I'm sure you know too, because of your own journey, so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Crazy. So on that same vein, if there was something that, um, that you would tell your younger self now, right, you know, that person who was starting it all, and what would that, what would that thing be? What would you tell her now? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think, um, you know, keep on being true to yourself and trust and trust yourself. I, I really will say is that 
you know, your parents love you so much. They really do want the best for you. So my mom and dad were always so, you know, driving me to, to do better, to do the things, but they're always so supportive of what I wanted to do. Um, but just to listen to yourself, because I, I've made some wrong turns, you know, it took me longer than it probably should have to go through school, but then I decided to go back to art school mm-hmm. and it was the best thing I could have done to become a designer and to be the person who I was meant to be and not try to, you know, do all these other things that I thought I was supposed to do. Um, and then when it gets really, really rough in your life, like your personal life, I always tell my kids, the smartest people I know, know when to ask for help. When I grew up in my life, people who were in therapy, people who, you know, oh, they must be, something must be really wrong with them. You know what? I'm not, I'm not ashamed that I have had so many life coaches. I've had therapists to get me through my divorce, which is one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. But the best part about it is that I'm so much stronger now and I have so much vision. And I really like when people come to me and have a problem, like, you know, I'm empathetic. But I also know that there's so much potential and possibility in the world, because if I overcome that situation in my life, then I, I mean, what can you not do, you know? Right. right. No, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. You'd mentioned even earlier in the interview about the support system that you had around you. Right. And I think that is um, so critical, having that support and um, having the people around you and getting the, getting the help, whatever that help is. Yeah. You know, yeah. You mentioned life coaches, and therapists, but, but mentors. And, and I mean, there's so many various things that, um, yeah. and for we as women, I'm not sure why we hesitate to ask, you know, there's that feeling like, oh, well, maybe we're weak if we ask for help. And um, no, no, no. I think encouraging people to ask for the help that they need, look for the resources, because no matter what you're going through, whether it's business or personal, as you referenced here, Mm-hmm. There are groups, there are um, mentors and coaches and, and therapists and all kinds of things, all yeah. kinds of support, even groups, support groups yeah. that can help yeah, masterminds, yeah. you know? Yeah. When I started, I had a business coach and I don't, he was an old friend of mine and he got me into a program that like really changed my whole frame of reference. And then I started working with, you know, an entrepreneur group and I met yourself and like, there's, there's so many different ways to keep you on track, to keep building your business. And you know, I think for me, I, I'm so grateful. You know, my dad is always here to help. I have, you know, my team of ninjas. I call them the tie-dye ninjas. The team of ninjas who help me with my tie-dye business. And now the new, there's a new project, which I'm, if you saw my house right now, you would be laughing because it looks like Santa's um, workshop. Um, so I say the elves are coming over later today to help me pack and ship this new project and concept that I'm launching. I mean, there's so many things and I, I'm never afraid. I'm like, who wants to come help, you know, who, who needs, who needs whatever. So yeah, I, I, and then if people say no, I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work out. Love it. So how do you define success? You know, I used to, I'll tell you when I was younger, I used to think that success was a hundred percent monetary, that I could do whatever I wanted um, because I would make a good amount of money and I could travel. And there was a line in a store, in a movie, which I know is gonna sound super cheesy, which is gonna be really ironic that I use that statement. But they said, I just wanna be wealthy enough to go to the Whole Foods cheese section and buy whatever cheese I want. And I remember thinking, yes, that is such a good goal because cheese is so expensive when you make a charcuterie plate. 
I want to be able to buy all the cheese I want. So there was a time and the time in my life that I could do that. And now things are a little different, but I'll tell you, I'm so much happier and so much more fulfilled doing what I do right now, because I feel like every day I'm this much closer to like, really, like when I say success, success to me is having me be such a huge part of my boy's life, but also driving my business which makes me feel like it's not that it's not that like my last company, everything was so wonderful. I I will tell you, we had, we had a great business. Um, So many things like felt very successful in that, in that space. But now I feel like how I try to run my business and how I try to lead and how I try to do things, I feel like it's, it's on me, you know, Mm -hmm. and it really, it's me as a mom. And it's me as a businesswoman. And granted, there's days where I'm like, well, I really could have done better. But like there's other, most of the days I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing because I am 100% mom and I am 100% businesswoman. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that it works. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah, we can, we can have it. Well, we have it all in our own terms in a certain, you know, certain way. Yeah. So if you had one tip to share with the listeners, um, what would that be? Um, one tip. Listen, I, I just think that you have to start, you know, you have to get going. Um, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So sometimes um, building the ship while you're driving it, mm-hmm. the way things have to go and just know that I will say that I knew that when I started this back in 2020, January 1st, 2020, I knew that I would be in a completely different place in a year. And when I tell you, I was in a completely different place. So I'm going to say, just get started. And then I'm also going to say, listen to the opportunities and the possibilities that come your way, because what you may think is going to be your future, you know, it'll turn into something else. Like I didn't know I was going to be doing tie-dye parties, had no clue. But honestly, that's one of my biggest volume drivers right now, as far as revenue. And it's in the virtual space. What? What? Yeah. I mean, birthday parties are great too, but I do so much in the virtual corporate space and we don't just do it nationally. Now we're doing it internationally. And we did, you know, Google India, Sri Lanka, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, and Australia just two weeks ago. Who knew? Who knew? Right. Who knew? How fun. Awesome. I love it. All right. So um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, if they want to do tie day, they want to connect with you, they want to find out about your candle, all the various things that you're up to, where would they go to connect with you? I would say um, the easiest way is our website, which is www.mama spelled M-O-M-M-A-O-S-A. And uh, so that's mamaosa.com. And then we have mama.osa on Instagram and Mama Coxie and Co on Instagram is a whole other page. Um, so yeah, you can definitely reach out and find me on any of those avenues. And if I don't get it first, I definitely get it second. So um, yeah, email us or contact us. There's so many fun things that are going on in our neck of the woods. 
Great. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. And my final question for you and um, wow, you really are a yes, I can woman and embody everything that yes, I can stands for in, you know, stepping up and, you know, whether it's shouting from the mountaintops or the, that small soft, yes, just, you know, trying to take that next little step. But for you, why would you say that you um, are a yes, I can woman? You know, there's typically not a challenge that I say no to. And if I do say no, it, it typically is because I just, it's not that perfect time. So mm -hmm. uh, I would say I try to take a step back and think about how I can do it. And sometimes saying, yes, I can is also saying not right now, maybe mm -hmm. it's in the future, you know, or maybe I have this on my plate right now and prioritizing what I feel comfortable and confident doing as a woman. Okay. As a woman, as a businesswoman, as a mom, because sometimes family is, you know, takes first priority. So yeah, I would just say, you know, making sure you listen to that inner voice and making sure that you're doing what you have to do in order to say, yes, I can, you know, and to be your word and to commit and to do what you need to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is so spot on because yes, I can is definitely not about yes to everything. Yeah. Hear that. Hear that loud and clear, ladies. Yeah. Anybody who's yeah. listening to this, <laughs> it's strategic yeses and abundant no's and taking that step back and deciding whether it's a yes for you or yes, I can say no. I can say no. Yeah. Yep. I can say no. I've given myself that permission. You've given yourself that permission. Jen, thank you so much. This has been such a great interview and such a great story to share with our listeners. I hope they've been, I'm sure actually they've gained some inspiration to just start, just start, make that first step, right? Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Kathy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for all of our viewers and listeners, thank you for joining us for this edition of Yes, I Can Living. We look forward to seeing you again soon and be sure to follow us over on Facebook or join our Facebook group, Yes, I Can Women. And uh, over there, you'll be able to interact with people just like Jen who are going on the journey with you. All right, until next time, I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, bye-bye.